Hey guys, welcome back to Bells of the ATL. I am Dallas. I'm Jess. And I'm Lori. We're using a new platform for this episode, so uh, forgive any technical difficulties in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about part two of Black Women Doing the Most. Uh, last time we spoke about Black women doing the most and the head of the household and just taking on a bunch of responsibilities. This episode, we're gonna talk about black, black women doing the most in terms of being petty, combative, and competitive. So what do you guys have to say about that? Uh, I think it's kind of um, I don't know if you watch The Housewives I don't really watch um, I I haven't watched it in a couple seasons but I did see the reunion with Nene I hear everyone talking about Nene and how you know she's miserable and she's trying like she's just being a really bad friend right now even though showing a side (laughs) of herself this season that is like okay Nene you used to be a character that we love to hate but now it just kind of makes my skin crawl. So I haven't watched it much well, this season, but she's just really toxic this season. Yeah. I've watched all of this season and been a faithful watcher since the beginning. And I feel like we're getting that same Nene from like season one, but she's amped up because she's very quick to say, y'all here because of me. I started this. Exactly. I'm doing this. And it's like, it's like season one Nene. Why money. can't you give exactly why can't you give everybody their accolades? Because at the end of the day, and I'll say this, I did not look at the credits, but I can't say that she is on the credits to say she's the executive producer. So I don't think she figured out who can or can't be on the show. Um but I think that's one good example of us doing the most in a negative way. Like she could easily be there. To, she could just sit there and be like, you know what? I don't really want to mess with these chicks no more like that. We cool. We on the show together. And she told Candy a couple seasons ago, we see each other. I see you. I, I know who you are, but I ain't messing with you on that account. And just leave it at that rather than sitting there angry stewing on the couch oh we friends I didn't realize she was my friend did you know she was my friend talking to Marlo like that whole passive aggressive I'm tough I'm whatever it's just unnecessary at times yeah it's just too much of But I think all of that goes to how we as women, we as black women specifically, we don't uplift each other all the time. And we don't say, girl, you look nice in that dress. You are doing that, that, that. You're going, you know, you're doing all the things that we talked about in episode one. You are making the kids calendar, making the kids lunch, come home, cooking dinner. You're doing all this stuff. But yet when it comes to patting each other on the back, we just like, mm. Girl, did you see what she had on? And it's like, you know, we will pat each other on the back to a certain extent. But I hate when it's a feeling where it's like, 
people are patting you on the back as long as you don't achieve more than them or have more than them or even have the appearance of having more than them or achieving more than them. Then that's when the cattiness and the meanness comes in. Well, I feel like when did this culture of like pettiness come about? Like, why is that okay? Why do people revel in that type of behavior? I'm sorry, just what you say? Middle school. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. And I don't know if social media has made it worse, but it's like people are just acting like kids. The pettiest. Well, I feel, yeah, I feel like it goes back to that whole crabs in a barrel mentality. Like, you can't be better than me. Hold on, I'm going to pull you down a little bit. I got to knock you down a, a, a little smidge. Thing. you can't do this you can't do that and it's like why can't why can't I uplift you why can't I be happy for you why can't I say girl you know what my look and not and I say this not that you have to knock yourself down to build somebody else up but why can't you say girl we both fly today mm-hmm. we both whatever right you know or if you're why can't you just still acknowledge that someone else is fine mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true you know uh, going back to the the Nini, I think I had cut off um, the Nini situation in terms of, you know, she's dealing with her husband having cancer. So we all have friends that are dealing with different mm-hmm. issues. Yourselves uh, are dealing with different issues. Like, where's the balance between you dealing with an issue and you remaining a good friend or having that friend? understand that you're going through something and that they're there but they'll give you your space um i think that people definitely need to allow people grace when they're going through some things but at the same time sometimes Mm -hmm. if you know you're going through something and you're lashing out and being toxic to other people sometimes you have to check in with yourself and maybe remove yourself from situations or from people if you're going to be mean because everybody's mm-hmm. going to extend that grace, even if they don't, especially if they don't know what you're going through. So I don't know. Right. That's and what, even, right. even if they do that negativity and that toxic, toxic kind of behavior is not helpful to a friendship and people are only going to uh, sustain that for so right. long. And like still in line with the Nini thing, it doesn't seem like she's apologetic for how she's acting. And I think that's the thing, even if you're like, yes, I'm going through this or that, you know, you can still say, I'm sorry, you know, just deal with me. But she doesn't right. seem apologetic at all. I feel like we're seeing the real Nene, like Lori said for season one. Yeah, I, I don't think it's di- any different than what she was before. I think it's just more enhanced. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the people are just getting fed up about it. Well, and I think it's something that Cynthia said on the show when she said, you have to, uh, you do yourself a disservice when you don't allow others in. Sometimes in doing the most and being petty, sometimes it's really just pulling out your own insecurities that you have about your relationship, about who you are and where you are in life. Because I feel like she's very quick to say, oh, I'm rich, I'm this, I'm that when actuality maybe she is struggling in areas of her marriage you know I I know dad you said you haven't seen a ton of the reunion but she literally was sitting on the couch next to Andy with her husband next to her talking about she don't know if they're gonna be still together next year it's like 
Can y'all mm. deal with that in your own time and space? Like that may not be what he is willing to tell the world of the thousands, millions, how many viewers they have at this moment. Can y'all deal with that in your own time? And I feel like she's she's showing that she, in my opinion, she's showing that she's very insecure. And I think and going back to where does the pettiness come from, maybe it truly comes from that person's own insecurities and why I don't want yeah, to deal somebody think- up because I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say yeah. you're good. That's that envy and that jealousy that, that is rearing its head and, you know, people lash out. But I, I think a lot of people don't uh, look inward and realize that, you know, they have some work to do on themselves. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not about everyone else. It's not about playing the victim, but to actually do the work on yourself to be open to someone like giving you constructive criticism or something about your behavior. Because when we talk about bad behavior, you know, how many people are really willing to listen to someone tell them about their bad behavior and like acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was. I don't yeah. think it's too many. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, I think it's those people that are. It's just, it's just, it's just stated earlier. I can't say her name right now. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but it's just stated earlier. Is that it's those people that want to do that self reflection you know what, let me be better. And how can I be better? If somebody can give me some constructive criticism and say, I did dot, dot, dot. And maybe I should have took it a certain way or maybe I should have did something different. I think it's those people which honestly seem like it's becoming more few and far between. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of that has to deal with social media hyping people up like, girl, you and boy, you this and girl, you that. Like, mm. Joining the bandwagon, like, you know, if someone's being petty or being shady, you know, joining the bandwagon of, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, like kind of hyping that person um, up instead of saying, yeah, but, you know, if, if in case it's like someone talking bad about a friend. Yeah, but, you know, if that's your friend, you really shouldn't be talking to, talking about that person. Like, I feel like it's not enough. It's too much pettiness going on and not enough self-reflection. Right. Mm-hmm. Just as period, we all have a lot of inner work to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all could use a therapy session. We just, you know, we just go through so much and I think it's our upbringing. I don't know, maybe that should be pettiness, but yeah, I think we all have a lot of work for self-reflection to do. So we could that's a good point about um, your upbringing because you know there are a lot of mothers out there that act that have the same type of behavior oh, that yeah. have that like distrust of, distrust of <laughs> other women or <laughs> other people yeah. and they pass that on to their kids. Yeah, people grew up where you know women doing the most was their mother, you know, and yeah, because mothers can say things and do things that stay with their daughters and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just like I I can't find the words to say but I definitely think as you mentioned that upbringing has a lot to do with it. Not only 
a mother passing down, this is what you have to do as a woman. But also the cat, some women, you know, I feel some people are just innately catty. I think, yes, there are some people that, yes, I agree, a lot of us need self-reflection. But I think there's always going to be a person out there that don't care about no self-reflection. She going to feel like I can say what I want to say because this me. I don't care what you say. You can love me. I hate me. But that's me. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Calm down. And that's a lot of people say really that. you. Why is it always abrasive? If that's you, why? I mean, maybe that's just who they are. I, I know I'm not necessarily always an abrasive person, but I feel like I come across with these people that what comes up comes out all the time and mm. I feel like some of that is some some of what comes up and comes out is petty some of what comes up and come out is just negative for no reason some of it and I think it all goes back to they don't have the self-esteem that they need to be able to speak positivity into people's lives mm. yeah and that and that falls in line with um well, again, with the self-reflection, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely um, the mental health aspect of it. But the whole, you know, I'm just being real. I feel like people put too much emphasis on, oh, I'm just being real. But in reality, you're just being you're mean. Just you're being just being real. negative. Being mean. <laughs> and you're being, yeah. You know, and and. One thing I've learned is that, like, you know, for me, from my therapist, I've learned that, you know, to, you don't always have to accept the bad behavior, but there's always a better way to say something, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you are the, oh, I'm just being real, you don't have to be like, I think you're ugly and you don't dress well. Like there's, <laughs> there's always a better way <laughs> to say things, but Absolutely. some people just don't want to put in that effort to have some kind of tact. Yeah, some people don't get, and I don't have to accept your behavior. I actually, right. like we're getting better as a people, but like not just black women, but just black people in general. Um, especially black people our age you know we're used to when we came up even if people said something rude to your did something rude to you under the guise of being real it's like oh well that person's just like that don't worry about that whatever no i am gonna worry about that because words mean things and they hurt and they do affect you so no if somebody can't have tact you can't be around me i'm sorry but you also have to take responsibility to not accept that type of bad behavior and not put yourself in those situations where you know somebody you feel like you're being abused by someone you know what I mean you don't have to take it Mm -hmm. self-preservation exactly you can always remove yourself from the situation I'm good for saying hey you know like if I find something um you know if I have a problem with something I'll try to talk it out with that person, but not everyone's open to receiving mm-hmm. your message. Not everyone is in a place in their life where they're open to right. uh, just having a dialogue about friendship or relationships or whatever. And, you know, it's up to me for my self-preservation to just, you know, take the chance to try to fix it. But then if it's not 
in a, I mean, if you don't see that person really being open to having that dialogue, it's up to me to remove myself from the situation and fall back a little bit. Not saying that it's, it's on some, I don't like her. I don't mess with her or whatever. It could be on some, I don't mess with you, but I could still be cordial. I could still hang out mm-hmm. with you. But it's just, you know, knowing how that person is way. and acting accordingly in a different and a, way. And, act, and exactly like you said, acting accordingly because for my for myself well-being, I'm not going to put up with this. So I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to allow you to mistreat me. Right. So I got a question for y'all. Have y'all ever heard, you know, like when you get older, and I'll and I say this specifically, growing up in my church at home, as women got older, they mouth got wilder, and they were like, "Girl, you showed and picked up some weight. You showed and did this." And you... Now, I will say, I don't think it's necessarily petty, but going back to this, I feel like there's a different it's way true. to tell me. <laughs> it's yeah. true. I posted something on uh, my Instagram page not too long ago where I'm like, you know, black people, this is not a greeting. Oh, you look fat, skinny, tired, <laughs> whatever, because. That day I had seen somebody I knew, look, somebody of a certain age in the uh, post office. I just ran in there real quick. Like, oh, hey, you look tired. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, <laughs> how are you? But yeah, like what you were right. talking about, Lord, you know, same here. People see you, you know, oh, you looking kind of fat. You know, you're doing this, you're doing that. Just like full Girl. body criticism. And I'm like, what happened to Girl, how? This woman told, how are you? This woman told my mother, and I was smaller than I am currently. This woman told my mom, she was like, oh, she getting wise. She need to do something about that. Oh. I told her, I said, I'm so happy you didn't say nothing because, and I will say this, it is pie old lady, but. It don't matter. Excuse me. I, I feel like. I'm still smaller than you. <laughs> you know, we. <laughs> what are we talking they about? They want here? us to give their people a pass, but I'm sorry. I don't believe older you get to be mean and that means I <laughs> talk to you that much I'm sorry I, I'm, I'm good on that I'm good on that you fall back off of the older people too I can't do I'm good on that but yeah when I say I cracked up I was like oh did she really because you know people tell you in a minute my mom oh she did she didn't mean nothing by oh you. girl oh my but she said it that was her <laughs> line oh they didn't mean nothing by it you know well what does that mean? It meant something. They may not have, but it's they could have totally kept it to themselves. Like I can't. I don't allow people to just dump anymore. I don't care the age. Yeah. I don't care the relation. I'm sorry if you can't get it together. <laughs> oh well. Right. I had a I had a conversation with a friend. I mean, and, and it goes along the lines of so many different things because it could be an older woman, it could be another mother mother giving you criticism on how you're raising your oh, child. Uh, my son had a straight meltdown in the container store the other day. And I was like, Oh my god, I felt embarrassed. But you know what? It was past nap time. I knew it when I went in there. I knew he was gonna have a meltdown, but I need to do what I need to do and move on with my life. Like his nap did not work in my schedule at that moment. Um, but I sat there and thought to myself, oh, God, I know these people are judging me. I know they're going to talk about me. I know they're probably going to turn to each other. I'm like, oh, my God, she's such a horrible parent taking her child. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. So no, no, keep that leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. 
And like as Daz talked about earlier about self-preservation and just being okay with walking away from a situation, how do you respond? How do you feel the best way is to respond to someone who appears to just be petty or rude or negative? Other than just walking away, what's your coping mechanism for that? Mm-hmm. I fall back a lot on people. Like I, I, you know, the older we get, <laughs> I, I just, I really, um, so I have like anxiety. And so if I get stressed a lot, I can have a panic attack. So I really am like very like, you will not be a person to stress me out. <laughs> If you're frustrating me or, you know, if I'm in a situation, like I said, I, I do try to um, address situations, but, you know, so not everybody's open to hearing what I got to say. So I just, I just quietly fall back. Yeah. I'm about to say. It'll just be some, oh, you know, where, where, where dolls go? Yeah, I'm on the good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> over here. Cut off game. I answer the phone. Well, I don't really answer the phone anyway. But um, I just. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, I feel like we're old enough to know if you're being messy or petty, whatever you know. But with adults, I just can't explain basic life skills. You know, so if you're being toxic, okay, you call me when you bring talk with some respect. Oh, that's not how you roll. Okay. I, I wish you the best. But you ain't gonna answer the phone no way. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just like, because when you said it's like, hang on, she may not answer the phone, but she'll call. So, when, when you don't get a call back, then you know you may have said yes, Patty. You know. And she, she, she about it. <laughs> the, the flip side to that is, you know, uh, women are getting smarter these days and they're, uh, mixing their pettiness with, you know, the niceness, that nice nasty. And so, or just, or you know, under the guise of, I'm a Christian. Oh. So how do you deal, how do you deal with with those types of people that um, are petty, you know, are competitive, and you see it, right? Mm-hmm. You excommunicate yourself. You see it. You know, like you see it in front of you, but they're still like I don't. They're still playing the victim. Basically. Oh, I love the whole crowd of. Oh, I'm a Christian. Or the Lord told me to tell you this. That is like something off the wall. He tell yeah, me. I say, oh, he didn't tell me that, so uh, I'm good. Right. <laughs> you know, so you should have. He speak to you just like he speak to me. He got my number. He called me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some of the most nastiest toxic people are call themselves Christians or are in the church, so, yeah. unfortunately. I ain't gonna, I, here, let me say, let's not call them Christians. Let's call them those religious people. Because okay. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, the extra yeah, people. the extra religious people, because I feel like they try to, some of those people, they know that, you know, when they're like, the Lord know my heart. No, he really don't. Like, you just say that and think that that's what you're supposed to say. So somebody can think what you're saying has some validity and it's okay and you're not being messy or mean or rude. 
when actuality is you really are messy, mean, rude. You just go to uh-huh. that don't, you know that don't give you no grace because okay. you because you walk outside in the, of the church outside of the church you're a different person and sometimes inside the church yeah, you're toxic so girl I, I don't think people look at me kind of funny honey you sit in that seat that they sit in every Sunday and you know they sit there but you know what they was running late so you said they weren't there no more and you get a side eye because you sit in that seat on Sunday morning mm, yes how you doing? Praise the Lord. You know. <laughs> well, I, so how do you deal with it, Lori, in terms of, you know, the nice nasties? So nice nasty, I give it back. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> like, I grew, so my godmother-ish, that's not, like, I don't technically have a god godparent, but the woman that I would consider to be my godmother she was the queen of nice nasty. She could tell you all so nice. And you'd be like, was she talking about me? Should I should I change how I'm doing? So I will say, I give you some nice nasty back. Not even going to pretend. But I will say that there comes a point where I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Because, mm-hmm. and I've had conversations with friends and things that happened. And either I wronged them, not realizing I did. Um, or they wronged me and they didn't realize they did. And so I've had to try, I've had situations where I would try to have a conversation with the person and it goes back to that self-reflection. If they can't sit back and listen to my side of it and mm-hmm. I don't understand their side of it, then obviously we're really not meant to be friends. And it's okay. Like we can be cool. We can be cordial. We can still be in the same social setting. But at the end of the day, you're not the friend I thought you were. Because I feel like a true friend should be able to listen to you. They may not get it. The, they may not get it a hundred percent, but they understand your perspective. Um, right. So yeah, but and I'll say this: I know there. I will say there are some days when I know. Um, I say on how the call it fun shade. There are some days when I'm like, I'll text a friend. I'm like, girl, I just, just want to be petty right now. Like, let right. me be in my petty moment for a second. <laughs> I'm petty. You know, I'm not petty all the time, but like right now in this moment, I'm going to be petty. And I'm going to say, why did dot, dot, dot happen? And, you know, we get our little pettiness out and then we move on. <laughs> and, the, and the pettiness can honestly, like, it's just mentioned. Your friend, like, you shouldn't really be petty with a real friend. But I have some pettiness over a YouTuber and like, girl, why she let her kid do that, that, that? Like, and then I'm like, well, you know, as a mom, that does happen. <laughs> like, let me bring you the reality. The reality of it is they was having a bad day and they just trying to keep their kids sane. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, I mean, I, I'll give I you some nice nasty back if I'm in the mood. Now, if I ain't in the mood and I had a bad day, girl, don't you come in with no foolishness. Okay. <laughs> She'll cuss you out and be like, okay, moving on. Sorry. Oh, did I offend you? My bad. Well, you offended me too. And I might do that. Like, I might just cuss you out in the end. When you upset, like, I didn't realize you were mad about that. Yes, I was mad because of that, that, that. Are we getting mm-hmm. it? Are we not? Okay, well. That's cool. What about, um, what about black women doing the most in the workplace? That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I was trying to avoid that conversation because through your experiences. It's so okay, much I want to say with the positive. I don't wanna um <laughs> incriminate anybody. I'm gonna start with a positive. <laughs> I'm gonna start with a positive. So at the first consulting firm I worked at, where Jess and I met, I was on a team that was predominantly African-American women, Black women, whatever you want to call us. And it was a great experience. So I did not realize that we don't have each other's backs <laughs> at jobs because that first experience was so awesome. So um. when I went to my second second or third encounter and I was like, oh, did she just is she trying to tell on me? Is this, are we competing for the same job even though we have the the fine roles in the organization and I, I'm doing my job and she doing hers? Is she trying to sell my work? Is she? Mm. I honestly did not understand that. And I was like, okay. And it's made me reevaluate how I deal with us in an organization. And what I'm willing to, who I'm willing to allow in my inner circle at, mm-hmm. at my job, honestly. Because that first one, girl, I, you couldn't have told me we weren't singing. We are a family every day and we had each other's <laughs> back all the time. I mean, to the point where they, like, I remember we were on call and something would happen. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I could literally call anybody and she'd be like, okay, I know I'm not on call. I mean, and it it wouldn't be as they're saying, I know I'm not on call, but I'd be like, hey, I got this issue. I know you're on call, but can you help me do dot, dot, dot? Or can you tell me who I need to contact for X, Y, Z? I got you. Mm-hmm. Boom, do it. You couldn't tell me that wasn't the norm because that was my first real experience outside of being an intern. And you know, intern, you know, people people help you out because you're the intern. You right. can tell me that wasn't how corporate America function, especially we as women in corporate America function. You can tell me that. Girl, mm. I went to that next position and that chick who, who you Oh, you must not know I know my job. Let, let me make sure you understand who I am. And I feel like that makes us then do the most in the way we talked about other earlier or in our last episode about careers and family and just like don't worry about it I got it like not being able to leverage and lean on each other and ask questions so that was my foolishness but my first time I was there are some that will help and build you up but not many there are some there are definitely some I have had one experience where I had a really good experience but to be honest with you like I haven't had a and I'm talking about post college. I haven't had a lot of experiences where I've with a lot of black women. So when I have been in experience where I with a lot of black women and it was bad, it was really obvious because it was such a stark difference than my other work environments. But I just can't stand the way that sometimes in the workplace it seems like, you know, we don't trust each other. Like, you know, if you get hired mm-hmm. for a job, you have experience you're qualified but 
you may come across a black woman who thinks that you're moving up too fast or you don't know what you're doing or they start questioning you or they start going behind your back trying to question you. I think the worst is times when I try to go behind my back question me like another race and the person of the other race has come to me, brought back to me. It's like, I don't know why she's doing this. To, you know, well, and, out. Mm. So, and that's like, what's interesting. You make yourself look stupid. I, I don't get Crazy. it. And then, you know, I've had experiences where I've like, you know, I was telling y'all about an experience recently and I wish I could say the company name where I went to this. No, no, no. See, that was petty. That was a petty moment, you know. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that when we get out here. I'm 10% picked. <laughs> no, but like in interviews, I hate when I go and, you know, just because you see another black woman, you know, don't drop your professionalism. Don't, oh, don't absolutely do not. Don't act like you know me. You know, and even if you did know me, I hope you wouldn't pad towards me like you're being in this interview. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we just need to... Got something that's curious, so that's why, even and this sounds so bad, but huh. <laughs> and you know, I'm an advocate for getting more black people in STEM. But sometimes, if I walk in environments and it's majority black people and black women, I have that pause in my head like, I'm about to be dealing with a whole lot of be so. Mm. I agree, <laughs> I agree. I mean, from my experience, um. I would say when I moved to Atlanta, that's when I really started having like an understanding of like, oh, okay, these black women are not here for you kind of moment. Mm. Um, Moving from the Midwest where, you know, it wasn't many black people, but the the black people all like stuck stuck together you know, helped each other out. So when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, oh, it's going to be all all Black people. I just, you know, it's going to be great. I'm telling and you, you heard we are family in the background. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I got to say this. You saying that reminded me of something. I will say me moving back to Atlanta, I was brought back <laughs> to growing up here and the environment and mindset here. Like some of the toxicity, some of the things, the combative things, because you know, I grew up here and then I moved away. Now I had to go to the HBC. Mm-hmm. We still were in a diverse town, and when at our HBCU, you know, everybody was really helpful. They're trying to really make things better. Then you know, I worked in different places. I moved back, and people are doing. You know, it gives me pause, but it's like I've been away from that environment. I have to remind myself, oh. I'm back here. This is how people are. Like you said, people aren't really here for you all the time. So, right. So let me just say this real quick, and you can edit this out, Laurie. Jessica, you're kind of breaking up a little bit okay. on your phone. Okay. Uh, so, for me, moving to Atlanta, thought it was going to be, you know, a whole different experience. Um, I was working with. Uh, I was working with white people um, when I first came, but there were black people in the vicinity. And I remember one of my sorority sisters, I met her and I was like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, we got to do lunch. And da, 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 da. This went on for like a year. Every time I would see her, we got to do lunch. And I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes I, I, yeah, I guess back then I was like really 
gullible. Like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, we're going to do the lunch. Never happened. So I'm just like, why would you waste your breath? Like, if you don't want to do lunch, then just, we don't have to do lunch. It ain't that serious. <laughs> so but I, you ain't got to come to me and keep telling me we're going to do lunch. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll say this because, and I had a similar situation with um, a black woman, and she said we had to do lunch. In, my, in both of our defense, mine and hers, we both kept counseling on each other because we were so busy. Thank it goes to sometimes you got to take time for yourself and foster relationships. Um, not here you go. Not to say that that was your situation because if she never put on the calendar, that's different. <laughs> like if she just said it every time she saw you, she was giving you mm-hmm. lip service for no reason. And he's like, oh yeah. It was like, hello, how you doing? <laughs> like that's, that's what, that's what the, we should do lunch. Oh yeah, girl, we should do lunch. And I'm like, okay, sis. I think at one time I was like, girl. <laughs> we're not doing lunch right. okay yeah. stop <laughs> we, we good. just but, stop the madness we good but, uh, but so think oh, that, I was gonna say, do you think that's because y'all were sorority sisters and she felt like y'all supposed to have a bond y'all are black women in the same sorority y'all supposed to have a bond if there's other people in earshot and are ear hustling I want to make I'm it trying. sound like it's good nah, <laughs> I'm just wondering in a small building like I, I don't know what her deal was but in terms of like working with black women I have dealt with uh I wouldn't even you know that's kind of going off topic but black men too dealing with black people in general um you know doing the most being petty being competitive um there like I said there are some good ones I've been lucky to like in every position that I've been in I've been able to find a good one you know and really connect with them like one of my mentors is one of the people that I met when I first moved here and she's still my mentor 11 years later and but you know I don't want to give too much away but I have worked with black women that with the nice nasty attitude yeah. where it's kind of like I'm going to try to be your friend up front and then I'm going to flip the script you know because I'm, t- I'm really talking about you behind your back like I'm going to come to you and tell you all the tea about these other people but in reality I'm really talking about you behind your back I'm really like not trying to help you progress in your career you know I'm not really here for you yeah. And for me, honestly, I've gotten the most help career-wise because I'm a contractor. So I move, you know, to different positions every couple years or so. And the the most help that I've received have been from from white people. And for me, white men specifically. Yeah, well, white, both white men and white women. I would say my, white me. men and white women. For me, it's mostly white men. Well, my mm-hmm. la- my last promotion was due to a white woman making sure a white man knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. My last promotion. And it was like, it was so odd because people were like, I mean, I don't see why you're not getting promoted. I don't either. I'm doing my job. <laughs> I'm doing my job and others, but... And she helped. I, mean, I, will I, moved, say. I moved from a job where I was working with a black manager that was not, you know, trying to help me like get in as far as, you know, 
from becoming a full-time employee instead of a contractor, you know, saying all of the talk, yeah, let me know, you know, I, 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 you know, we all got to look out for each other, speaking all the right things, but in reality, not here to help you at all. And so this position, you know, I moved into another position and it was in uh, a previous manager that I had worked with, white woman, and was like, oh, you need a job? Okay, we're going to try to get you in before your contract ends. Yeah, the action. Like with women, but yeah. like, you know, oh, let me see, you know, this and that, whatever. Lip service. Action. Right. But it, well, but I go back to, but is it, and I know it could, and it could be that it's not an earshot of anybody, and it's not anybody care hustling. Is it just something good to say to make themselves feel good? Like I told her I was going to help her out. She ain't going to follow through with it no way. And even if she do, I know I'm not going to follow through with it. So mm, moving on, you know, is it kind of that situation? Because I feel like we as black men and women have a tendency to say things and not necessarily always do the things that we say. Like I've had, I've had people that said, "Oh, I'm going to send your resume to dot dot dot." You never sent mm-hmm. my resume. You never did this. And how I know is because when I asked you, you know, when I put myself out there and just go ahead and do it, oh, they got my resume because it was on LinkedIn or it was on Monster back in the day. You know, but I had, I thought I had to inside connect, like. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? Not at all. I just went ahead and got this on my own. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because um the um a previous manager it's it's funny how they want to take credit for <laughs> the things that you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I I always knew that, you know, I was fully competent in, in doing a job. And didn't get the opportunity because, you know, people, women, black women, have a thumb on your forehead. Yep. No, nah, you ain't going to just do you what I need you right to do. You're not going to shine above me. But then when you move on, it's like, oh, I knew you were so great and this and that. And it's like, come on, sis. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how that works. It's so disheartening. It is. It is. It's. 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 It's just a lot that we deal with, and I think not enough conversation is being had amongst women to just get a better understanding of our behaviors and how they affect other people, and you know why, like the deep seated root of why we behave in certain ways, or even just acknowledging your bad behavior. Especially black women. Like I had a nobody I, got it but us. Yeah. I had a I had a conversation with um a friend uh you know a couple years ago and it was kind of like one of the first conversations that I had with someone that was just really open and honest and you know we both took responsibility for the part, but we're like, we both were honest about, okay, I did this because I felt some kind of way about what you did. 
and that's why I acted this way. Like, when's the last time you had a conversation like that with someone? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was I mean, it kind of blew my mind because I was just like, man, because she's like, yeah, you know, I did this, but you know, honestly, it was wrong of me to do that. Like, I was trying to. Uh, you know, I had a different agenda and I wasn't being a good friend. So I accept that I wasn't being a good friend. I should have been there for you. And for me, you know, I was like, okay, you know, from that action that you did, I chose to, you know, not invite you somewhere because I still felt a way from what you did. You know what I mean? Like, Women are not having those type of conversations with yeah, each other. And then I've had that type no. of conversation with somebody before, but when people come to me after they've done something and it's like way, way late, I'm like, you a day late and a dollar short. I mean, you can keep that. Yeah. Who's wrong? Do better. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when she doesn't answer the phone <laughs> at all. And, and, and you get no callback. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was going to say, I. I will say now as I've gotten older, I'm a, a little bit more open to having those conversations, but to what you, you know, both of you guys were receptive to it. Everyone's not receptive to listening to you did X, Y, and Z and hurt me in this manner. So I did X, Y, and Z and hurt you in that manner. Everybody's mm-hmm. that. And I think it takes a part of growth because I will say back in the day, I was and I felt some kind of way about somebody, I would cut you off so quick, so hard, not talk to you for years and be good with it. Like, I see you in the street and speak, but I yeah. wasn't doing that. And you know what? I think I take that back. I think we did the, hey, we should hang out more for a little bit. We like, should go to lunch. lunch <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we did that for a little while because mm-hmm. I, I know I, I had a situation with a black female that we were very close friends and they got upset with me about one of the, like, honestly, the smallest thing. I, they told me not to hang up. I hung up because my mother called and they got upset with me for like two days and then answered the phone. By the time they came back, I was done. I had moved on with my life. I had gone on and said, you know what? Clearly our friendship didn't mean what I thought it meant and moved on. Wish them no harm. Wish their life is great. I, I really don't know. I hope it is. Um, but when that situation happened, I did at one point. I tried, like in that I gave them. I tried them two days to be like, "Hey, my bad. I know you upset. I know you needed that, that, that." But my mother called. I have mm-hmm. to talk to my mother because at the end of the day, stuff happened. I'm going to drop everything to make sure she's good. I, I didn't know she was good, what was going on. So I was like, I need to talk to my mother. And in that instance, that friend just kind of was like, well, I mean, I guess I, I wasn't important. I was like, no, 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 I didn't say that. And I called you back five minutes later. You chose to take two days to call me back. So I am now you for the rest of my life. And I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. We can see each other in the street and we can speak. Yeah, but that's about it. Sometimes but it's not really, you know, it's okay for it not to. It's okay for like friendships to 
kind of end. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the whole phrase of a reason, a season, a lifetime. There was a reason I was friends with that person during a certain season in my life, and they just weren't a lifetime friend. And it's okay. Everybody mm-hmm. in your life will not be a lifetime friend. So. All right. Mm-mm. And everybody is not really worth fighting for. I mean, oh, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you go in a heartbeat now. Yeah. I- I've grown a little bit, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we can um, wrap this up in a little bit. Any final thoughts on Black women doing the most? How are we going to do better? That's a good question. I think more conversations need to be had. I think more open and honest conversations without like being defensive and uh, blaming the other person. I think that's where it needs to start because there, there are so many um, instances where it's like you just cannot get through to another person because they don't think that they did wrong. And you can still not think that you did anything wrong, but just be open to listening to what that person has to say mm-hmm. or how they feel, have empathy towards them. Yeah. yeah. Just be a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, have some tact in in what you say mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always a better way to say things yeah and I say even if you take it a little uh, you know more on the innocent side of me and say just smile at another black woman when you see her walking down the street you know yeah. are you yeah. in the office speech. building Hi, you, you know a simple hey how you doing because <laughs> and this may sound crazy but I have watched and counted the number of days when I go into the office and there's three people in the elevator, myself and two others. And one could be Caucasian, one can be Hispanic, one could be Indian, whatever. And they get off the elevator and they say, have a nice day. We get off mm-hmm. the elevator like we rode up in that motor truck by ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. you could have just said, have a nice day. I mean, how hard was that just to say, have a nice day? And I, I've gotten into a bad habit. Like, I don't speak unless I'm spoken to. But when I'm talking to, I'm like the friendliest person. Like, hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> you know, but I, I've gotten into a bad habit of having that expectation of no, you, you're you're not going to speak to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to be over here. Okay. Like, I try to make eye contact. Like, whenever I enter a room or, you know, elevator or whatever, I try to make eye contact with people. But, you know, sometimes, like, I went in a break room today at work and I was trying to make, this lady was rinsing out her dishes and, you know, the door is right by the sink. And, you know, I tried to look and, okay, does she turn? I'm going to say, hey. But she just kept her back towards me. I was like, well, forget you doing. <laughs> <laughs> Had to use the forget. <laughs> I don't okay. speak when I go in the room, but I take note. Who's not speaking back and I keep like I literally my my office is is across the hall from this other office and I I've been there uh, about five weeks and the guy that sits in the office across from me the black guy has not like ever spoken not ever come and introduce himself 
And I'm just like, wow, okay. And maybe that's the petty part of me because I was like, I ain't going to speak to I you. Ain't, I, ain't check, I ain't checking for you like that. No way. Anyway, I, so I'm good. You can't speak, I can't speak either. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the white people, they they just walk by and they'd be like, oh, you're new. Who are you? <laughs> I haven't met you yet. What's your I will name? say that white people, so many people come in a environment, yeah. they will figure everything about everybody. So that, well, first, but yeah, that's part of it being you know, do, Okay, I was going to say that's a whole other conversation about <laughs> what you're willing to discuss in the workplace or what you ain't willing to discuss in the workplace. Like, right. that is not our conversation we are having today. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciated that because, mm-hmm. like I said, there's a there's a, a black guy across the hallway who hasn't spoken. There's a black guy in the office next to me, and he wasn't speaking until I went over and was like, "Hey, how you doing? My name is Dows." Like, you know what I'm saying? And then he was friendly. But I'm just like, we need to do mm-hmm. better with just being open to speaking to people. And that's why I say, you know what I mean? I think it starts with just saying, hey, in the elevator. You ain't got to go into a lifelong relationship with these people. Just speak. Hey, how you doing? Get out your car and you're walking, you know, that casual, I'm walking in the grocery store. Hey, it took two seconds. It did not make your day any worse or any better, you know. And you don't know the outcome that you can have on somebody by just saying, hey, you could have a different person can have right. a horrible day and you just say hey to them and now they not going to go be petty to everybody in their mama. they just have a whole conversation. Yeah. You know, you just never know. Like, And, and I know I take responsibility for not being, because that's part of my like shyness and introvertness. I don't really talk a lot mm-hmm. unless someone talks to me, but I, I'll try to make eye contact. I'll smile or whatever. But unless you kind of speak to me first it's kind of you know I need to do better yeah I will I will try Uh to do better and I would say I'm the same way because I'm an introvert as well and so for me I noticed that and it was just like what triggered it but I was on the elevator one day and I noticed just a couple different people like as they were getting off have a nice day have a nice day and they made sure they looked back at you and said have a nice day and I was like that was nice of them and it was like yeah. they didn't do anything that was like out of the ordinary they just said have a nice day <laughs> like that yeah. was it, it always wasn't big. That but exactly and so I thought of and I started making sure that I try to do it myself and sometimes you may spark a conversation and you may not and it's okay um, yeah. but like you know I just think it would alleviate some of the I'm not gonna say it's gonna alleviate pettiness because people gonna be petty like let's just be honest with ourselves <laughs> Um, it ain't going away. It ain't going away. But you know, it'll it'll alleviate some of that negativeness and that meanness that people just have, and that you know that resting be face that people have all the time. Like you ain't got to be like that all the time. Like you can be that long stare that that when they look you up and down and then walk by and don't speak. Girl. I'm like, you know, I can see you, right? Like, <laughs> I can see your eyes. You like my outfit? You can, you can say so. It's fine. So, and so the penny and me were like, "Thank you," and just move. <laughs> but I got, but that got to be on my confidence days because again, I'm an introvert. So there are some days I'd be like, "I, sh- I should have said thank you." Then there are other days I was like, "Thanks." 
They were like, they give you that yeah, little just, like, well, you glance. were saying, so I just figured you like what you saw. Like, I just glance and then, like, once I pass them, I'll do a face like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? WTF. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, we're going to wrap up um, talking about Black women doing the most. Thanks for joining us. Uh, please like and subscribe. Right. Uh, one or the other. Rate and comment. I always forget that part. <laughs> Rate and comment. And once again, I'm Dows. I am six feet of fashion on Instagram. Um, just in the ATL. And I'm Lori. Uh, I am loving life as Lori on Instagram. Bye, guys. And thanks for joining us. Bye.